Hello, I'm Carl Oakes, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Way of the Higher Self. This is a spiritual path of self-transformation with an emphasis on specific evolutionary practices. It's suitable for people in the early stages of personal growth, as well as for those who've been working their path for a long time. And I want to emphasize that wherever you are on your journey, I honor the work you've done to get there, and I'm grateful for your willingness to consider what's offered here. So, from that place of respect and appreciation, I'd like to ask you the following questions. Do you want to be more grounded, more loving, and more effective in pursuing your goals? Would you like to be freely and fully yourself, justifiably trusting that your words and actions will always be constructive? Would you welcome a relaxed and yet passionate life with real and rewarding relationships, uninhibited creativity, and commitment to a spiritual life task? From my own experience, I know that if you're willing to work this path persistently, it will give you all of that. If you'd like to join me for this and other episodes, I'll show you how. Hi, I'm Carl. I'm really glad that you're here. Let's just get started. This is the second part of the introduction to the second practice of the way of the higher self, observe ourselves with maximum honesty and compassion. And where I left off last time, I just want to kind of back up and reconstruct a little bit. I was talking about actions that we can take um, to uh, systematically observe ourselves and to do it in the honest, compassionate way that's going to make it productive. And the first thing I had talked about was to take the daily look back um, that I had mentioned in the, um, in the first practice and to enhance it, okay, I'm calling it a daily review now. Um, we had originally just looked at that as an opportunity to kind of look back into the day and notice um, when we had allowed the organic flow of feelings and when we had not. And then it, when we had blocked them to give ourselves an opportunity to, to uh, have the experience that we had deprived ourselves of earlier in the day. So now I'm going to add another piece to this and I'm going to be making the daily review more and more elaborate as we go through them. Uh, the first four practices, I'm, there's kind of a building process here. Um, and you may not do every single aspect of it every day um, or any aspect of it necessarily every day. Uh, but uh, the new piece that I'm putting in here is looking back in the day and asking, when was my lower self active? In other words, when did I come from uh, aggression or dishonesty or jealousy, cruelty, submissiveness, etc. Um, and I mentioned that in doing this, it's really important to remember the basic principle that we are not our stuff. Okay, um, whatever we discover floating around in the caverns of our psyche, none of that is who we are. 
we're responsible for it. We're going to have to deal with it. It's not going to go away unless we confront it and give it consciousness and allow it to evolve. And we can help that along with some practices that I'll be talking about later in five, six, and seven, having to do with uh, intentionality and visualization and meditation and prayer and so forth. Um, we're not there yet. We're just talking about observation at this point. Um, but it's important to, to realize that who you are, who I am, who any of us are when we do this work is the consciousness that is making the deliberate decision to confront and take responsibility for and transform these energies. And we are not any of the energies that happen to emerge uh, in that process. And I reminded us that as I had said when I started out that um, episode, that um, all of this is distorted higher self energy. So uh, no matter what we find out about what's in there, what's in our psyche, um, it has its origins in higher, higher self energy that's been distorted and it can always be reconverted back. So there's no reason to worry uh, that any of this stuff makes us horrible or anything like that. Uh, we just have a job to do and that is to take the energy and bring it back into what it was originally before it got distorted. Okay, so that's number one. That's the daily review aspect. And I also said that after I got done with that, I would talk to you about making a fault list. Um, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a little prelude first. Um, and let me just uh, define a fault so that we're clear on what I'm talking about. A fault is a characteristic which inhibits our growth and our happiness and which causes pain to ourselves and to others. So um, in a minute, I'm going to be kind of demonstrating um, how we can kind of cat make a, a catalog those things, make a list of them, and how that's helpful to, to our growth over time. Um, let me just do a little prelude first. I want to talk about the two qualities that are so important to this whole process, honesty and compassion, right? If we just observe ourselves, um, there are two things that can very easily go wrong. The first is that we can cut ourselves all kinds of slack and not really get to what's there because we're trying to make ourselves look better than there we are, okay? And again, that's because we think we are our stuff. If we really understood that we are not the stuff, then we wouldn't be so uh, keen to pretend that, that the stuff is is, um, you know, not as dark and complex as, as sometimes it may be. Um, and then, you know, we have to have compassion because if, if we discover something about ourselves and then we kind of punish ourselves for it, um, that realization is going to fade away. Um, everything's going to go back into the darkness, back into the shadows pretty darn quickly, um, which, you know, makes total sense, right? Um, if, you, if you want the understanding to persist, if we want that persistence, um, we have to meet these realizations with compassion so that the, there's no incentive to, to forget and deny and so forth. All right? So it's 
a good idea um, if we're going to try to have honesty and compassion when we do this to think about the obstacles to honesty and compassion. What gets in the way? What might just creep in and make it complicated and different, uh, difficult to, to have this frame of mind um, if we're not careful, if we're not attentive, um, these obstacles might throw us off our path. So uh, I probably can't give you a complete list, but I can give you some important uh, things to look for. Um, the first thing with honesty is pride or vanity. Um, and the flip side of that or the other side of that coin, which is shame. Um, pride and vanity, I think I, I could say that, you know, nothing comes with, there's no growth or anything else in life really that comes without having to pay some kind of price. Uh, you know, you have to earn basically more or less, well, uh, all right, in the spiritual world, in, in the realm of spiritual growth, you have to earn, uh, you have to earn it. Uh, I, the reason I'm hedging and hemming and hawing in here is because as I'm talking, I'm thinking, well, there are times in life when you get things that you don't, you know, that you didn't really earn and so forth. So that's why I, I started kind of going around in circles there and qualifying. But in terms of personal growth, um, you, you, you have to pay a price. You have to work. And I would say the most uh, important kind of sacrifice that you have to make is that you have to let go of your attachment to pride and vanity because they do not serve us in any way whatsoever. All they do is impede us, all right? Um, so, but we need to notice them um, and we need to kind of understand how they interfere with honesty. Basically, pride and vanity uh, are saying, I should be better than this. And that's a very uh, kind of seductive message. Like, I should know better than to feel jealous. I should uh, know better than to be submissive in my relationship with somebody. But if you ask, and, and that, by the way, is pretty much the same um, thought that animates shame. Okay, if I'm shaming myself for something, it's basically because I have this judgment, I should be better than this. But really, why should that be true? I mean, you're a human being, I'm a human being. Human history is uh, completely full of massive numbers of examples of human frailty, of human error, of human imperfection. Most, a lot of good storytelling is based on that. Um, you know, why would you or anybody be immune to basic human flaws? It's a good question. I mean, think about it. There's not really a good answer for why you shouldn't be a human being. Um, so anyway, that's one obstacle, all right? Pride, vanity, shame, that's all one, two sides of the same coin. Um, another obstacle to honesty is fear of punishment. This, of course, would come from childhood, but, you know, it's if basically the thought here is 
if I admit that, you know, I stole those cookies or whatever, I'm going to get in trouble. So I'm going to keep that to myself. Um, and that habit gets ingrained at an early age. And then it, it carries on into adulthood without our really thinking about it very much or at all. Um, so we tend to not want to admit what's wrong with us uh, out of this childhood fear of punishment. A related fear that animates um, dishonesty is fear of worthlessness. And it's, it's very tied in because um, if you're worthless, then nobody's going to love you and people are going to do uh, mean things to you and so forth. So, you know, it's, it's, it's almost the same thing. It's maybe just being looked at from a slightly different angle. But I want to make the point that we know, we really know that fear of worth, worthlessness is false. It's a false fear because it, it imagines that, you know, there's total goodness on the one hand, which is what some party, the, the party that says I should be better wants to believe about yourself. And then this other pole, you know, this diametrically opposed pole of being completely worthless, that's dualistic, all right? And if it's something's dualistic, you can bet it's false. That's just not the way the universe is ultimately structured uh, at its core. So um, just be aware when you're looking back on your day and you're trying to find examples of where your lower self was active that of the little voice that wants to kind of push you push you away from looking at something that says oh that don't, don't pay any attention to that or starts to rationalize it and tell you why it wasn't really lower self and so forth and and see if you can tap into any of this kind of thinking process and if you can, you know, just notice, just be aware and understand that there's a difference between uh, shame that is organic and that is uh, useful. Um, you know, if you do something that's really not right and you feel that sense of shame, that, that's, that's good, that's useful, that tells you... I need to be more conscious uh, and notice when I'm starting to come from this because it it hurts me, it hurts other people, it's not wholesome, it's not healthy, and so forth. But if you have, um, so organic shame is, you know, that's good. But if you have the kind of compulsive shame that um, overblows the fact that your humanity I'm sorry, that you're human um, and kind of punishes you for your imperfection and your humanity in, a, in an excessive kind of way, that, that doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve anybody else. It doesn't serve the planet. It doesn't serve the universe. It's just, um, it's disproportionate and it's uh, destructive. All right, so just notice when maybe... Uh, Excessive shame is making it difficult for you to do an honest accounting of, of uh, where you've been coming from. 
Okay, so that's honesty. Why don't we take a look at compassion? We're going to find some similar kinds of obstacles there. They're just good things to be aware of. Um, you know, you might you might fairly accurately assess that you were uh, mean or whatever, and then you might find yourself being very harsh with yourself about it. And uh, if you do, that's that, like I said before, that's not going to help. You're just you're going to forget that realization real quick um, if it's painful for you to to have that realization. So. Um, what are the kinds of things that block compassion? Well, first of all, general blocking of feelings. Remember, um, we were talking about that in the first practice. And if you're kind of numbed out and not really feeling your feelings, it's going to be difficult to feel compassion for yourself. So that's one of the reasons that feeling all your feelings is important. Apart from all the benefits that we talked about uh, in, that, in those episodes, um, it's also if your compassion is blocked because your feelings are, are blocked, it's going to make it difficult to do this um, uh, practice that we're talking about right now. Uh, what's another obstacle to uh, compassion? Pretty much the same thing as with honesty, pride. If you're really locked into that notion that I should be better, um, then it's going to be hard uh, to allow that in this particular moment, uh, you're not free of this particular thing that you've discovered about yourself. And some related, the next couple of things I'm, I'm going to say are, are all kind of interconnected. Um, a, a related obstacle is fear of condoning. In other words, uh, if I let, if I am compassionate with myself about this thing if I say it's okay you know you're not perfect you it you know you're just you're evolving we're gonna keep this in mind we're gonna try to pay attention to it and allow it to mature and so forth what I'm really doing is I'm just letting myself off the hook and I'm gonna keep doing that and that's bad all right but that's not what we're doing and it we're we're bringing this into consciousness so we can change it. And we're going to do, like I said, some uh, practices in five, six, and seven with intention and with visualization and with prayer and meditation to support the growth and the transformation. So this is a false fear. It's an understanding, understandable one. It's even noble in a way, you know, to not want to uh, cut yourself slack uh, in that way. But it's a false fear. Uh, another obstacle is the false belief that punishment is an, a valid instrument of change. Uh, so I'll just say let, we could abbreviate that as false belief in punishment, in the, in the value of punishment. And generally speaking, uh, that is not the case. Okay, all that punishment does is create an incentive to turn away from awareness, to forget awareness, to put things back in the closet, so to speak, where they're not going to evolve and therefore you're going to be stuck with all the suppression and denial and all that stuff that we talked about before as a, as a, a 
ineffective means of trying to cope with having lower self energies uh, because uh, the punishing, uh, the, the urge to punish is uh, preventing compassion and pre preventing this practice from working. Um, and then finally, and again, I say finally in my list, okay, you might have a thought of something else that's uh, an obstacle and it may be very important as far as you're concerned and even maybe as far as everybody's concerned and I just missed it you know so when I say finally I'm not trying to say uh, this is everything but uh, <laughs> it's all I thought of when I was preparing the the episode how about that um, it's the belief that uh, self-punishment will ward off uh, sudden uh, traumatic punishment from the outside. Um, and this is basically, um, this is basically the essence of masochism, all right? Um, when we punish ourselves on a regular basis, one of the reasons that we do that uh, often is, be is out of this belief that if I just keep, you know, whipping myself constantly, then if you know, mommy or daddy or the adult substitute for mommy or daddy or just the world at large uh, suddenly comes down hard on me, it's not going to be so bad because I'm already in this terrible place of, of uh, you know, feeling bad all the time. So it's not going to be that different. So it's not going to fry my circuits the way it would if I was feeling really good and I was relaxed and I wasn't defended and suddenly this punishment came in. So if you're having trouble being compassionate with yourself about the things that you discover, um, you might want to run through this checklist and just feel into, is any of this going on? And then if it is going on, just, you know, be forgiving with yourself about this as well. But, but notice, this is an impediment. This is not helping me. If I'm going to really grow and evolve, I, I, it's, necessary that I have a more forgiving attitude towards myself even as I maintain the commitment to change all right because forgiveness is not condoning it's not saying it's okay for me to stay stuck in this place forever it's just saying it's okay that I'm here now especially since I really am committed uh, to to growth and evolution all right, so the, the next uh, step, or action rather, I should say, is to compile a fault list. And remember, I defined that before in a way that wasn't so scary. I know some, boy, I've had one guy in particular is really good friend of mine, really close friend of mine. I, I love him and respect him very much. Um, and... Uh, I kind of introduced him to all this stuff a, a while back and I started talking to him about faults and uh, it just it just took him a while to understand that in a way that uh, that did not sound like punitive and judgmental and so forth so I want to define it again to make sure we don't push those buttons and then I'm gonna um, read you Two fault lists that I did, one from 2005 
and one from 2022. And um, I want you to notice, uh, first of all, just uh, how extensive they are and, and uh, well, that's okay. So that's one, and then how different they are. Um, now granted that 17 years is a huge span, but still it's like, it's, it's a whole different set of things that are on the table. Um, so let's go back to the fault list, uh, to the definition of faults. I mean, uh, they're characteristics which inhibit our growth and happiness and which cause pain to ourselves and to others. All right. So I'm just going to reach off camera here for a second. Of course, if you're listening to me, that doesn't mean anything, but, um, those of you who are watching, okay, now I've got my list. Um, and here's my old fault list from 2005. I'm going to read them all and comment on a few of them as I go along. And I, I will make the uh, initial comment that of this 2005 list, uh, looks like there's three, five, roughly 18 or something. There are only three that I consider to be like really still issues in my life. Um, so here we go. Arrogant. Assume I know everything. Unwilling to be taught. Uh, the comment I would make about that is that I am now, uh, I am very independent. I like to learn things on my own, but I am humble in terms of seeking spiritual guidance um, in a way that I will talk about more when we get to the seventh practice. So um, in a way, this is still true in relation to human beings, uh, but in relation to what I can, what I experience as connection with um, intelligence that is, I experience as being separate from me in some way. Um, that's arguable, I guess, you know, um, but that's how it seems to me. I approached that with much more humility than, than I was uh, capable of when I wrote this in 2005. All right. Assume I'm smarter and more evolved than everyone else, therefore better than. Um, so where I'm at with that now is that I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think I knew some things that might be useful to share with people. Uh, I really don't experience that better than uh, notion anymore uh, because I really am seeing everyone as an embodied soul and um, know that on a soul level, um, you know, we're all dealing with whatever we're dealing with in this particular incarnation and uh, that you, I cannot make any assumptions at all about uh, the larger picture of, of who anybody is based on what they're dealing with and, you know, perhaps struggling with or whatever in this incarnation. That's my belief set. Um, I do not mean to impose that on you at all. I, I want to be clear about this. I, I, I've had this struggle in doing this whole project between, uh, the, where's the line between being authentic and appearing to proselytize? And so I may bore you uh, over time by kind of 
constantly or making this point. And I have to do it a lot because I don't, I can't assume that anybody who uh, listens to a particular episode or watches it has heard me say it before. So I'll try to do it more briefly in the, in the future, but I'm sharing this with you in order to share my experience authentically, not to um, impose any kind of spiritual belief system on you. And everything that I tell you uh, is useful and a- applicable uh, whether or not you see things as I do as far as that goes. All right. Next fault. Hold others in contempt for vulnerability, self-consciousness, stupidity, quote-unquote, timidity, dependency, lack of self-awareness, etc. Um, yeah, I'm vastly more forgiving now. I may notice some of those things, but uh, I my attitude is, you know, we all... We're all imperfect. You know, uh, it's the whole thing about people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. That's, I don't have to impose that attitude on myself. That is my attitude at this point. All right, next flaw. Hog conversational airtime, show off. Um, I, I was terrible at this earlier in my life. I cringe when I imagine myself in law school um, trying to be, you know, trying to be like the star of the show in this room of 120 very smart people. Um, but I had to try to be, you know, uh, the center of attention in that um, in that setting. Um, I, I do not believe I do this anymore. I, I, I actually want to hear what other people have to say um, in al- almost any situation. There might be an exception or two where I, I, there's no sense going down that trail. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Uh, generally speaking, I really enjoy hearing what other people have to say in a way that I didn't used to. I want other people to know that I'm better. I want to be acknowledged as right. Uh, I don't want you to know that I'm better. That, that if I try to prove that to you, uh, first of all, it would disprove it, and secondly, you wouldn't like me. And I want to have a connection with you. And uh, you know, we're both souls going through our, or we're both people. If that makes, if you're more comfortable with that, and, you know, we're the same. Um, I, I don't want to compete with anyone. Want to be acknowledged is right occasionally. Uh, there are some contexts in which I feel that pick, you know, kicking up, and I just don't give it the energy that I used to. I mean, sometimes if I'm on social media or something, I get really tempted to say that's not right, and I just I don't do it because I I realize it's pointless. All right, lazy, procrastinate a little bit. I I that's still a little bit alive for me. Don't really extend myself to people to create positive connection. Uh, I, I used to be somewhat withdrawn. Um, that has changed vastly. Um, I, I, I'm only laughing because I, I go to this dog park every day and, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the movie, uh, the TV show Cheers, you know, where the guys would come in and people, everybody would shout their name and stuff. And, um, it, that's an exaggeration. I don't mean that specifically, but there's that sense of 
um, really being known in the community of dog walkers and stuff, which is just new for me, not something I would have really experienced, uh, you know, 30 years ago and um, something I really love. Um, so it's a real difference. Don't always follow through on commitments. Well, I'm semi-religious about that now. I, I, I make sure that I do. Assume the worst about other people. I honestly don't do that. I'm, I have curiosity. I, sometimes people rub me the wrong way, but I, I want to know more about that. I don't assume that they're you know, terrible because that's happening. Criticize people publicly. Never, ever would I ever do that again. I, I used to do it. It's absolutely impossible at this point. Don't always say what I think or need. This got me into so much trouble in my life. And until even just a couple of years ago, I'd say it was still kind of a big issue. And I finally got it through my head. Nobody's going to speak for me or on my behalf. If I want people to know what I think and feel and want, I have to tell them. And, and uh, I do that now. Don't mark my boundaries clearly. Lure people into violating uh, because I'm a submissive, conflictive, avoidant, conflict avoidant, people pleaser. That's a hard one to say. I think that of all the things I've said, this is probably the thing I feel the most uh, vulnerable about. This is what I, what I had to deal with the most shame about. Um, you know, it's just kind of letting people walk all over me until it got to be too much and I blew up and got mad instead of just saying, hey, you know, excuse me, this isn't working for me. Much better about that as well. Uh, blame others for my anger comes right out of the one that I just mentioned, you know, because I would then, I would get mad and then it, I would make it all their fault that they didn't read my mind and understand where I was coming from. Controlling, uh, I, I wouldn't describe myself that way now. Impatient, I would, I, maybe a little bit, but, um, you know, I think just as you get older, you start to understand that certain things take time. Uh, don't listen to my own inner guidance enough. Definitely. There's still something that I'm, uh, I, it's a, it's a growth edge for me. I'm just not there yet. I do it sometimes and then I forget about doing it for a long time. I have this sense that if I ask questions internally, um, not about, you know, what car to buy, okay, or whether it's going to rain, but about my personal evolution. I will get intelligent, useful answers, and I don't, uh, I don't apply myself to that enough. Don't respect my body enough. Yep, certainly. Uh, I, you know, there are things I know that I could do that I still, for some reason, have a lot of difficulty doing. Don't live up to my own standards, but hold others to them, uh, which is really hypocritical. Nope. I, I just don't do that anymore. I'm much, I'm so much less judgmental that, you know, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm because I, it, it wasn't fun being that kind of a person. All right. So that's my 2005 faults. Um, here's my 2022 faults. I zone out too much as in scrolling social media gotten better, but that's still an issue for me. I still waste time on that. I expose myself too much 
to politics slash war porn, in, in quotes. By porn, I, you know, obviously it's not porn, but it has that same kind of exciting effect sometimes on me. Um, it's been very difficult ever since the whole Ukraine thing. I, I got very drawn into that. It's partly because my personal history. Um, my dad was, uh, was an officer in the Polish army and one of the few to survive. And um, it's, it's, so it's very live for me. But whatever, that's the story. It doesn't matter. It's still not useful. It's still not healthy for me. And I still do do it too much. Don't work hard enough to maintain my relationships other than my primary relationship with my wife. Um, I, I'm doing much better with this. I would let, you know, I would not communicate with somebody for, you know, years and so forth. And I, I, I notice, I understand how that is depriving me of something and also not really kind. Um, so I've gotten much better at that. Still sometimes look down on people for their faults, e.g. narcissism, lack of integrity, being gullible, not thinking logically, submissiveness, controlling tendencies, timidity, etc. Well, I wrote that in 2022, um, but, I'm, but I'm aware that I'm in a much more forgiving place today. Um, so there has been a lot of growth of, on, on that in the very recent past. And here I am, you know, I'm an old guy, and I'm still changing and evolving. So uh, it's, it's never too late and there's no limit uh, if you keep doing the work. Vindictive, hold grudges. Uh, I, I have a couple of people, like a handful of people in my life. I'm still struggling to forgive for certain things. But generally speaking, uh, I, I am no longer in this mental or emotional place either since 2022. Eat somewhat unconsciously and lacks about self-care self routines. Well, yeah, I'm still struggling with all that stuff a bit. Use too much foul language. Seems like a really minor point, but there's something about, uh, you know, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't, <laughs> people don't listen to me when I do. And also, um, it just kind of takes me somehow to this kind of victim mentality and uh, a kind of rejecting life mentality that I don't enjoy. And I'm still working on that. I'm, I'm not, I'm still halfway there. Um, still occasionally ingratiating and submissive. Again, I, I don't like sharing this one. Uh, the others, I don't really care if you know about me. Um, this one is the one I have the hardest time with, and it's still a bit alive. We're doing this um, little bump-out addition to our house so we can have an entryway and we can have a closet so we can take our shoes off right away when we come in, which is something we haven't had. Um, and um, so they, they, they did the whole thing, and I walked up to it, and I noticed that the door... The front door of the house, the middle of the whole house, the front door, is it's off-center. Not off-center relative to the house as a whole, but relative to this bump-out. It's like, you know, this much on one side and, you know, that much on the other. You know, like, by this much, that much, I mean, you know, maybe 36 inches on one side and 32 or 34 inches on the other. I don't know. It's not a lot. 
but it's definitely not. Uh, maybe it's even less than two inches. I'm not sure exactly what the difference is, but I can see it. So um, I go to talk about the go to talk to this about the people who are building this and who have already built it. And the first words out of my mouth are, "Hey, you know, I'm really hypersensitive to asymmetry. You know, to things not being." the same on the left and right or top and bottom, whatever. And uh, so right away, I'm undercutting myself. Yes, I am hypersensitive to asymmetry. I always have been. But <laughs> um, I'm apologizing for not being happy with the door. And uh, it may be, I talked to the person, you know, the, the person who owns the company. And she's going to look at it and... I trusted, I'm trusting her if it's within what she's really in her integrity believes is kind of norms of, you know, everything's not absolutely perfect. She's going to leave it. And if, if, uh, if she feels that she can't stand behind it, she's going to change it. And I know her well enough to, to know that, uh, that I can trust her with that. So, uh, I feel like, you know, all's well that ends well, but it's just interesting and and frustrating to me that I kind of stepped out in that, started the whole process off in that self-deprecating and self-disempowering kind of way, apologizing for myself. All right, next one. Don't frame my day in spiritual terms. Put my ego will before my spiritual life task. My spiritual life task, by the way, is this. And now that I'm doing it, um, this is less true. But it took me a long time to get to where I was really putting regular work into all the preparations um, that went into doing this. Um, from the, you know, mechanical stuff like getting this logo that I'm standing in front of um, on, the, on the video set to, you know, writing down the outlines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Learning how to use a cordless mi microphone. Uh, so this is less true now. And then finally, insufficiently reverential towards life in general, human beings, the earth, God, the spirit world. Again, you know, if God, the spirit world, if all that is not resonating for you, that's cool. It's not a problem. We, we don't have to be the same as far as that goes. Um, my, I'm just disclosing you know, this is what I wrote down as my faults. And what I was really trying to express was that I just wasn't, you know, taking um, the beauty and the wonderfulness of life seriously enough. And I was just, yeah, that's enough uh, to say about that. So that's where I am now. And I feel uh, a lot better about these faults than I do about the old ones. Um, and I'll do this again. And I may find some things that um, I haven't noticed yet. You know, there may be things that have been there all along that I haven't seen yet. But once I put them on paper and I look at them and I uh, take ownership of them, then they have the opportunity to evolve. That's the whole point. And uh, do please observe, you know, whether you're watching or listening, that I've just told you all these things and that there was one thing that was difficult for me and I told you anyway and um, 
I, I feel good now, right now, after having done all that, I feel not ashamed of myself for being imperfect, but um, self-respecting towards myself because I'm willing to go to these lengths to understand uh, all the, you know, the lower self energy that I have and to do the work of transforming it. And I'm willing to be honest enough to share it with you. And that's what I would hope for for you, okay? I'm not telling you that to pat myself on the back you know, and leave it at that. I'm saying, um, I hope for you that you will go through the work and do this kind of thing, generate this kind of list and be able to, to contemplate it and maybe even talk about it to people that you care about um, and, and honor yourself for doing that. All right, so um, I think we're about ready to wrap this up now. I would just uh, make the additional point that um, one thing about doing this that I didn't mention is that knowing our faults helps us to understand the feedback that the world gives us. The world is going to react in negative ways to these faults. Um, we're going to really talk about that in the fourth practice, which is understanding our life circumstances as spiritual effects. Um, so we're not just doing this for all the benefits that I just mentioned, but also to build up uh, to that practice. And uh, they also form the basis for developing an intention to give the best to life. That's practice five, because we're going to take particular faults and we're going to intend to uh, grow and change around those. And also uh, visualizing the self that we're evolving towards, which is the sixth practice. So I'll say more about all of that when we get to those practices. Um, the thought I want to leave you with this about, uh, leave you with about all of this is that in my judgment, this particular work, this particular piece um, uh, of identifying and articulating our faults is really indispensable. If you want to change the lower self energies in you and if you want to convert them into higher self energies so that you can resonate on that higher level and have a happier and more fulfilling life you have to really look at well where am i now in what ways am i mired in the lower self at this point in my life and uh, you know it, it it's not unpleasant work to do really if you um Keep that honesty and that compassion in mind. As a matter of fact, it does, it's satisfying because um, these are all things that have been in control of, you know, until we look at them, they're all things that are in control of our lives. And when we do start to look at them and put them on paper and, and uh, contemplate them and transform them, then we are in control of them. We're flipping that whole script and that's uh, a very satisfying uh, change to make. So that's it for the intro to the second practice. Um, I'm, I'm glad you listened and or watched and I will look forward to seeing you uh, in practice three. Take care. Thank you for giving your time and attention to this episode of The Way of the Higher Self. I hope you enjoyed it and found it useful and I hope you'll come back for more. Personally, I'd love for us to stay connected. 
If you feel the same way, I hope you'll subscribe to the Way of the Higher Self YouTube channel and or the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can also visit thewayofthehigherself.com where you'll find a growing library of materials to help you manifest your most evolved and positive qualities. While you're there, sign up for email alerts and we'll keep you informed as more content is added to take your practices to a deeper level. Until next time, no matter what life may bring, I wish you maximum progress on your path.